Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Claire Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone listening. Hello to my mom. <laughs> Hello to all of the people that listen. Yep. Hello to Matt's mom. Hello. Hey, Alice. I don't know how she'd feel about that. but Hi, Kath. Hi, Kathy. Um, that's, a, I, that's, that's, an in, that's an in thing on your family, right? Yeah, but I, would refer, I, I sometimes refer to her as Kath to my friends now. I know, but like it's a thing that you do where yeah. I would never, I don't know how many times in my life I've called my mom by her first name. <laughs> so I don't think you were, well, I guess, I don't know. I wouldn't say that's calling your mom by your first name. You're more just acknowledging that you're saying hi to her <laughs> over the airwaves by saying her full formal name. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, when I was introducing myself, I thought about how recently I've been teaching kids I don't know as well, um, like online. And they keep mishearing me say my name, and it gets to the point where I can't correct them, but I'm getting a lot of Miss Rags um, and Miss Rings, and I just, it's too much to correct them. I sometimes do, like, Miss Riggins, yes, mm -hmm. and I answer their question, but it's not working. And you don't really have that hard of, you don't have that hard of a name, Um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It's got all pretty normal, like consonants and it's, it's a solid consonant combo all the syllables line up you know, in, a, in a sort of a bouncy way <laughs> emily riggins emily claire riggins i think to me it's the it's the it's the um what's it called it's the, the symmetry of the eyes it's true rig ins <laughs> it's like two mountains it's true. When I was younger, for some reason, I always wanted to have my last letter be a G because I thought it would go well with the other Gs. And now I'm thankful it's not rigging. But in my head when I was younger, I really wanted it to be have an extra G. Like the noun of a, a, a rigging? A rigging? That, that's yeah. like a structure? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. My middle, my last name was great. My middle name was great. My first name was great. Literally everything about my name was great. Matt, how are you? <laughs> my name's good. I'm used to people mispronouncing it. Um, not the first two parts, but the last one. <laughs> uh, people say people say weird things. What's the weirdest thing you've ever heard about your last name? Um, somebody called me Matt Armadillo, and that's I'm not making that up. That really happened. <laughs> I was laughing. Listeners, I was laughing. Um, but the problem really was is that I had just taken a sip of tea and I was having some issues. You asked me and... the funniest thing and I... <laughs> of course I remember the funniest thing and of course it's funny because my name is weird. Um, I will also I like say to... that when I had my wedding uh, during like the wedding vows or whatever point the um, justice of the peace or whoever says... Like they say your names... <laughs> Or they they say the the last name. I don't know. He completely mis mispronounced my last name. <laughs> Had you met with him beforehand? Um. Yes. He he checked he checked how to pronounce it. <laughs> we talked it over, oh. and he just said it like a different name. And, and like there was, 
uh, I want to say Snickers from the audience. I was going to say the word <laughs> Snickers. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was a good little, it was a good little fun thing. His, Did he correct himself or? No, absolutely not. <laughs> he, he said, and his, his attempt at uh, Aramondo was Amato, which I believe is A-M-A-T-O. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, your name has no T's, except for in your middle name. And my first name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoarding them in my first name, actually. By the time you get to my last name, there's no T's left. Uh, well, he didn't, there was, he said no, I mean, I guess no, I mean, maybe you could, you could maybe say that he was saying A-M-A, A, or A-M-A-D-O, A-M-A-D-O, the D, but I don't know. <laughs> He's he's definitely missing the R, which is I to, for my money the R is the most important letter in my last name. At the beginning, but you need the D at the end. Yeah, but I, my I guess my point is like if I'm telling someone my last name, the part they should remember the easiest is the first part. They're like like when That's you're true. like R something or whatever. Like if you're if you're bullshitting, just be like R something. Um. So I'm I'm looking at your name right now on um on Skype. And I just want you to know that your name is a R-controlled syllable, an open syllable, um, uh, a closed syllable, and then an open syllable. <laughs> That's the phonics work with uh, Miss Riggins. Thank you, teacher. I have lots to say about how you spell and pronounce my last name, but let's move on. <laughs> Wait, how did I say? I, I, no, I sometimes say it wrong. No, no, I'm not correcting you. I just have lots of theories. Oh. Uh, on how people say it and why they say it the certain ways they say it. But I don't really want to get into that today. We'll do that topic, when, my, when my topic is surnames. We'll get into it. Well, I was going to say, when your topic one day is your name, we can discuss it. But to, it's not to topic, the topic today because Matt has a topic, but guys, I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, it's well, a secret from me. Welcome to TBD, everyone. The podcast, the premier podcast about tea and friendship. Um, Did you like my transition to explaining the podcast? Yes. Yes, it's almost like you've done this 125 times before. <laughs> that's a that's five quarters worth of episodes. Yeah, we're at a buck twenty-five. No, actually, this what well, this we... is one twenty-six. Oh, this is the extra penny. Five quarters, one penny. <laughs> um, our our new podcast, with... five quarters, one penny. <laughs> what can we buy with a dollar and twenty-six cents? Chapstick. Um, probably like a can of Coke. <laughs> A candy bar. I like a small candy bar, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like they're a dollar fifty now. I want a candy bar. When I was a kid, I don't know if you ever did this, but there was like fundraisers, and you sold candy bars for like a dollar, and that was like that was kind of expensive. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, candy is candy's more than a dollar now. <laughs> did you ever do those? Um. Yes. And when, I've done one recently, and I can't remember how much they were. I think they were still a dollar. It's crazy. It's almost like they were always worth less than a dollar. <laughs> um, they so we did the one for our family does a re, well. We used to we used to do a relay for life team, and we would fundraise for it. And we sold candy bars, and I think we bought them for fifty cents each. So, like, say we bought twenty. Mm -hmm. I can't do the math right now. Yeah. Whatever it is. But then you sell them for a dollar to make the money. Yeah, you double the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, if you bought, if you bought, you bought 20 of them at, wait, you said 20? No, you bought, like you bought however many, you bought a lot of them, but then you sold them. What was the point of you saying the word 20? (laughs) That was just as an example. I was going to do the math about if you bought 20, this is how much you would spend. And then you would sell them and make this much money. But it was, I didn't want to do the math. If you bought 20 candy bars for 50 cents, that would be $10 total. Thank you. So if you sold all of them, it would be $20 and you would make $10 and then you'd give and, right. and then you'd make your money back. Right. <laughs> it's just I'm sure divi- it wouldn't have been hard it. math. I just didn't want to do it. I know. Well, you were, you didn't want to decide how much money you'd make with 20 candy bars, but it's just $20. <laughs> and then the cost is half a dollar each. So that's just $10. Anyways, that's the math portion of the podcast. Um... Should we go into tea talk? Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Um, I said that super fast and I'm going to do it again because I didn't like it. But I do want you and the listeners to know that I just remembered that at some point tonight I'm having laundry delivered. So you might hear my buzzer. Wow. Just That's exciting. letting you know I just remembered that. But tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. I believe that, that was, was a, uh, a a mug, a, a, a metal mug on a USB cable. Was it ceramic? Um, it was ceramic. One, it was so much louder than I anticipated it being. But two, it was a ceramic mug from T2. And it was my dongle for my uh, headphones into my iPhone. So the headphones oh. connect on one side and the dongle collects into the uh, thing. I bought it at uh, an airport. To say that yeah. it is not an Apple product because it is not white. <laughs> no, they did not have any. This wow. was so it was so expensive too. They they know you're desperate at the airport. <laughs> I know, and I was desperate. I had to listen to binge mode. Wow. Hey. They were talking about Saga book book three. <laughs> Emily, what tea are you drinking today? Matthew, thank you so much for asking. Um, I am drinking. So I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going circle back. I bought this tea at a farmer's market last September when I went went to visit my friend Courtney and we went to a farmer's market and we did, we like tried stuff and we bought some stuff. But one of the things I bought was this dream catcher tea. So I don't, the name of this tea is dream catcher tea Mm -hmm. and the ingredients, I have to pull it up. The ingredients are, um, it's well. It's a relaxing and arom- aromatic blend of bee balm and orange peel, and it is an herbal tea from a farm called Makunji Mountain Herb Farm. But anyways, this is called a Greek dream catcher. The ingredients are bee balm and organic peel, organic wow. orange peel. Uh, that's my tea. Uh, does it taste like oranges? Um. Yes. And if you're curious, bee balm is a type of flower slash leaf combo. Flower leaf combo. Bee balm. So it's like a plant and then you can use the leaves and the flowers. But I want to tell the listeners and you, because I've not told you this yet. I did a wild thing. Whoa. So I've had this tea before. But to keep the podcast going strong, I made it in a hot tea form. But I know from my lived experience that it's better as an iced tea. So, for the first time ever, I have both a hot tea and an iced tea wow. on this pod to drink today. Wow. Congratulations. I very nearly had an iced tea, but I decided not to. Wow. wow. Maybe next Maybe next week. 
Um, but yes, I, I would say I taste a citrusy, citrusy flavor. And whatever bee balm is, I taste it. I also feel like it has chamomile in it, but it's not on the ingredients. So I can't guarantee that it has chamomile. It just tastes like it might. No guarantee. <laughs> no guarantee, yay. Um, do you have anything you want to specifically point out about this tea? Um, um, yes. So it is good hot. I'm here to tell you that it's good. But there's something about it when it's iced, it like makes the flavors pop more and it makes it just taste really fresh. It's probably the oranges in it. It just like, it just feels like a really fresh tea. And it's one of those teas that when you drink it, you're like, this would be better iced. And so I made it iced and it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it's better iced. What? So wait, what do you, you, you don't know. You just think it's better that way. Yeah. It wasn't advertised that way. I just, from my lived experience. It's what iced. made you, what, did you first ever have it um, iced? Or, no. or did you have it hot and you went, oh, I'd rather have this iced. No, I recently just started drinking it, um, and I didn't have very much, so I actually used the last of it today. But um, I've been trying to, like, cycle through some teas, and I made it one day, I think, hot. But as you know, it's been really hot, like, outside, and I've been not wanting super hot drinks because I'm not crazy like Matt, um, <laughs> and I wanted to cool down. So I was like, oh, I'll try this as an iced tea, and then I did, and it was really good. So then I made a whole pitcher of it iced and then I ran out. And then I've had the last few cups just like single iced teacups. Now, I want to defend myself. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I know I have to say this way too often for a sane person, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, would you say that um, when they say that you're crazy, you go crazy? I'm crazy about being... I'm, I... I Yes. I'm crazy about just, being called sane. <laughs> just want you to know, I just referenced Taylor Swift's new album, and I know you haven't listened to it, so... What do you mean you but, know I haven't listened to it? How do you know? What? Because I feel like you would have told me. Maybe maybe it's my topic. Maybe I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm stealing a potential topic of yours. I still think you would have told me. Um, I, you know what? I didn't tell you what I listened to today, though, and I, and I actually listened to something that you would find... You would approve of highly. Okay, tell me. I listened to both of Lord's albums today. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And you know what? I, didn't, I hadn't told you that till right. I, I don't know if I ever would have told you, but I am now feeling like I need to uh, brag. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying you should listen. Well, you should listen to Folklore. I'm just saying I assumed you hadn't listened to it because I, you would have told me. I'm, all I'm saying is I don't tell you everything I listen to, and sometimes I listen to stuff that you like. <laughs> Even though I liked Lord before I ever met you, but whatever. <laughs> wow, you liked Lord before she was cool. Um, I I I things liked I like Lord, are cool. I liked Lord before you were cool. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this tea is iced. It's hot. I'm drinking through the hot. I'm gonna drink the iced. It's great, iced. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm glad you had it, and I'm glad I'm cool. <laughs> and also, now I'm out of this tea. Do you have a question oh, to ask me? I do. Uh, I don't remember the name of this tea one bit, but... Um, oh, it's a dream catcher, right? 
Do yeah. you, Emily, do you find this Dreamcatcher Beach Bomb and Orange? Whatever, whatever. Bee Bomb, I mean. <laughs> I had Beach on my head for some reason. Um, is this tea your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um, well, Beach Bums out there. Because it sounds like bee, bee bombs, beach bombs. Be- beach bombs. Um, this is my cup of tea. Um, it's a solid tea. You cannot buy it on their website. I looked when I was on my search for information. Like it's um, done. Like it's gone forever. I guess like it wasn't being sold. I don't know. There was a chai. Wow. That you could buy, but on uh, this one. Um, but it's good. I enjoy it. Um, stay cool out there. Make your tea iced if you're feeling hot. Um. Stay cool out there. <laughs> Stay cool out there. Anyways, this is my cup of tea. Wow. Stay cool out there. From Emily. <laughs> um, Matt. Matt. Yep. Yeah. Your name is Matt. Yep. <laughs> what is the name of your tea? Uh, what is the name of my tea? Very direct. Um, well, I'm continuing to go through my, I guess, my collection of teas I stole from hotels. Hotel hotel rooms i don't know if stole is the right word they're mine right you're um, paying for the room you're paying for those teas yeah uh oh no i break into hotel rooms but um oh don't admit that on the podcast edit that <laughs> edit that out uh, I'll, I'll hopefully i can remember to do that um this is tw- another twinnings tea or twinings i don't know <laughs> i prefer twinings twinings of london uh a company established in 1706. Free America. Wow. This is before America was cool. Um, <laughs> I, don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that sentence. Anyways, uh, it is, it's, they're just straight up green tea, which we've never had on the podcast. Uh, I looked up today to see if we had. <laughs> um, it is pure green tea with a fresh taste, smooth flavor, and a t- enticing aroma. It's, of course, a bagged tea. It is the very bagged tea you will find next to your little, like, possible Keurig or Keurig machine you might get in a hotel room <laughs> or the whatever instant coffee they give you. They also give you these. these. And you basically just have to make your own hot water somehow. you got to, like, jerry-rig the, uh, <laughs> the little thing to make you hot water and, um, and also use those awful insulated cups they give you. I'm just complaining about hotels right now, although I would kill to be able to stay in a hotel. <laughs> I love hotels. Um, um, if I, I had to guess, this is from a year ago when I went to my friend's wedding and did stay in a hotel. I think that's the last time I was in a hotel. <laughs> uh, Wasn't that uh, before Japan? Uh, yeah, I, 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 it all counts in the same. It's all the okay. same two-week period. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to comment on something you said about using the like curry whatever machine that they have at the hotels to make hot water. I have a curry machine in my current apartment. I'm looking at it right now and I only use it to make hot water. It's not that difficult. I feel like the ones in hotel rooms are particularly cheap. (laughs) Yeah, they're cheap, but it's still not difficult. It's, it's, it's harder than I want it to be, and it would be nicer if I was in one of those hotel rooms that had microwaves in them. That would be easier f- for my money. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, this tea. You said a few things about it that I wanted to discuss. Does it have a fresh taste? Uh, 
Fresh taste. What does that even mean? That's a, it was one of the descriptors. I well, I know, I know what you mean. I know, I know why you're asking me, but I don't know. It t- that does, that's not a real flavor. Fresh taste. Does it have a smooth flavor? A smooth taste? The taste is smooth. I will give it that. Even though smooth is also not really much of a of a flavor, it is smooth. <laughs> I don't. I feel like there was a third thing, but I forgot it in our talk about curries. It has an enticing aroma. Does it have an enticing aroma? Uh, if you like green tea, it does. <laughs> okay, does it have an enticing aroma to you? Uh, yeah, I guess I would smell this and go, hey, good idea. That's enticing. Yeah. Um, um, how the ingre- are you using... Oh. I was going to say you- the ingredients are green tea, by the way. Just green tea. <laughs> how often are you using the word enticing? That's what I need to know. Um, in your daily life. Enticing. Entice. Entice me? This tea is enticing. I, I probably use it once a week. I think I use it once a month. It's not a word that comes up in my vocabulary often. It's weird. It's like it's like in there. You know, it's in the vocabulary, but it's like not one that it's doesn't get featured very much. I don't know. There's certain words I do love saying when, when I can work them in a conversation. Ugh, abscond I, is my favorite word. I, I put I put caveat into a lot of uh, <laughs> sentences if I can, with the caveat that blah 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 blah. Oh, it's so good. Feels like feels powerful. Um, I don't know. Anytime I can use slightly bigger words than normal, even if it's not like a good, if it's not like a super good word. <laughs> I also like to use the word defenestration, and I'm so sad I don't get to use it very often. Um, you should. You could make it. You could. Make yourself use it more often by defenestrating more things. That's true. I should just start throwing stuff out windows. Um, update on my laundry situation. It's not coming until tomorrow due to an operational issue, and I'm mad. I will say that I'm both... Hey, no slamming things on the desk. <laughs> I will say that I'm both mad that we're not going to get an interruption in the middle of this podcast with your laundry being delivered, and also that I, Emily and I are on Skype, um, and uh, I could see her roll her eyes at something, and I knew it wasn't me. I was pretty sure it was, like, on her phone. Because I, I kind of know the difference between her rolling her eyes at me and rolling her eyes <laughs> at uh, other things. And um, I knew there was, like, some not good news on your end, but I did not know what it was. <laughs> yes, uh, in the terms of bad news, it's it's low, but it's annoying news. I described it as annoying. I think you... I, I kind of got the the eye roll of annoyed from you (laughs) which i think when you eye roll to me it's usually because i'm doing something dumb so it's not that you're annoyed but you're judging me yeah i'd say that's true and then i think you also have an angry or frustrated eye roll which is a a yet another kind of eye roll (laughs) yes and this one is just annoyed yeah just annoyed the different varieties of emily's eye rolls (laughs) okay we can move on from this this tea you got a hotel room. Does it make you feel like you're in a hotel room? Um, no, because I made it properly. <laughs> I feel yeah. like when I try to make this kind of stuff, so he, like the dumb Kerrig, uh, I don't know, for some reason, hotel water tastes weird. <laughs> it tastes like not your home water. And also I... I hate those cups that they make you drink them out of. And I'm drinking out of a real cup and that feels a lot better to me. So this is, this is better. (laughs) 
And I'm not taking it to go, which I often do in hotel rooms. So I don't have like one of those ill-fitting lids on it either. I don't know. Oh. Everything in a hotel room is subpar. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Matt, yes. I'm sorry that in, 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 if this tea was in a hotel room, I feel like it would not be your cup of tea. But we are not in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I'm in my apartment. You're in your apartment. And I would love for you to tell me, Matt, is it Twinings, green tea, your cup of tea, or not your cup of tea? So it's funny you'd say, say the, the hotel room thing, because I want to say that the hotel cup is not my cup for tea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. This, this is like, honestly, I feel like this is as basic as it gets. <laughs> Uh, but it's good. I, it's my cup of tea. It's just green tea. It's simple green tea. Um, it's also not like magnificent in any way. And I'm there's all, like I'd rather have like a loose leaf green tea. But there's nothing wrong with this. And honestly, I'm I'm kind of realizing that our our cup of tea, not our cup of tea rating, is sort of like the did they try too hard rating? <laughs> because I will not thumbs down. A tw- uh, like a Twinings green tea, which again is pretty basic tea, basic AF. One might oh, I say. I think I would. Oh, I absolutely would. I'm not thumbs downing it. It's fine. But I would thumbs down like something that like was like almost too fancy for its own good. Like they're trying to add too many flavors or whatever. Like that's usually when I thumbs something down. Or I guess if it has hibiscus in it, that's also a good sign. I might give it a thumbs down. Um. I think this is an interesting way you interpret cup of tea because I just go based on taste. Um, and let me tell you, if this, if I was drinking this tea, one, I would probably not be loving it. But I'm not loving it. Um, and two, I would get frozen berries and I would put it in to make it bearable because that's what I do when I have plain green tea. Um, yeah, but you, that's, but so for me, I'm saying I would think twine, twinings, twinnings, whatever would maybe not be the best. But to you, it's just you don't like green, you don't like straight green teas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will also say, I mean, it isn't really, it's not as good. I mean, again, the rating is not, it's not, you know, it's not a scale rating. It's not one to five or whatever. Where this, <laughs> this like if, if the rating was one to five and like not my cup of tea was a zero, I mean, this would be like a one, <laughs> you know? But uh, it is my cup of tea. I would, I'll, I will happily drink it it's enticing well, that's good it's enticing and smooth and fresh yeah much like the flavors in my tea which are the freshness is highlighted by the ice ah! wow uh tea talk done tea talk complete there we go okay um i need i need a minute i need i need a minute da 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 okay <laughs> checking in at her minute about past topics. Do, do. Yeah. That's my song. By the way, my minute was because I needed to gather things. And it wasn't a minute. It was like, if anyone thinks that I edited that together, it was like three seconds. <laughs> it was, that was all real time. That was real time. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. I'm stealing myself for disappointment. <laughs> and being hopeful. Matt, did you read any Harry Potter this week? It is. It's always good to have hope. But just know that sometimes you'll be disappointed. <laughs> um, but you know what? You can't have the joy of winning without the disappointment of defeat. What is happening? 
I think that's a lesson I learned from Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, I it is. It's when a camper comes and visits your um, thing, and they play like the card game with you. I don't know if you've ever played the card game. I have, yeah. But they sometimes I don't know if it's like a certain type of character or whatever. But they'll tell you like you don't know the joy of winning until you've felt the lot felt loss or something. I don't know how they word it, but anyways, that's a new philosophy of my life, and. Wow. I don't know where this week went. I don't know where it went, but I did not sit down and read anything this week. Not even your phone? uh, No, actually, no, because I I think this is where my time went. I got back into Instagram. Oh, no. (laughs) So I was not reading anything. I was just looking at people's pictures. Can I, I, I'm going to, this is not a, this is not a topic necessarily (laughs) that we, that I'm checking in on, but Instagram is weird as hell right now. Because <laughs> nobody like, posts anything. <laughs> well, yeah, because people mostly use Instagram to be like, look at all these cool things I'm doing. I know. And now no one's doing cool things. I know. But it's crazy. Honestly, insane. I follow 400 something people, and none of them are doing anything. <laughs> I always think I should post more on Instagram, but I tend to only do it when I'm doing something exciting. So when I went on my trip, to Scandinavia a couple of years ago, posted a picture every day. You know what people would love if you posted? Your your cross stitch. I could do that. That's eh. that that's very grammable stuff. <laughs> um I I don't know if you can tell, but my, my background has changed. I added new stuff. I did, I did. I saw the new frames. <laughs> yes. I put up family pictures. Like I'm a wow. grown up who has a who Puts up family pictures. Wow, um, that's a that's part of my that's a checking in about the moving topic. I'm putting stuff up go. on the walls. We've checked in. You're you're you continue to move in. You're almost you'll almost be living there. Um, Instagram could be a topic one day. I don't know. Maybe th- maybe this is a this is sort of a callback to um, the algorithms topic. I guess in that in in. Um, Instagram, I keep scroll like I check I check like a couple times a day and I basically scroll now until it says you you you're all caught up. And it's crazy how quickly I've caught up in it. <laughs> like like I'll just scroll down like six photos and it goes, You're all caught up. <laughs> so weird. Um hmm. I'm, I used to never get that you're all caught up thing. I don't know. But uh yeah, I don't know. Did you have anything else you, you needed to check in on on yourself? Um, no, I haven't turned any of my t- other hot teas into iced teas yet because I got so distracted. Well, I made a bunch with a tea we haven't had on the podcast. And then I've also been drinking this Dreamcatcher tea a lot as iced tea. So, I guess my mm. one other update is I bought a, I bought a Celeste uh, figurine for Animal oh, Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I spent my weekend doing, walking to and from a Best Buy to pick up my uh, thing. Oh, shopping was your topic last week. I did, I did some light shopping and I paid $6 for a figurine based on Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Life is weird. I finished a book that I bought at a bookstore, I think in college, and I had never read, and I finally read it. Hey, that's it was that good. was a that was a topic of yours, both shopping and reading. Yeah. So I read. I think it's pronounced Persepolis. It's a graphic novel. I read it. It was good. Recommend wow. it. Took you this long to read it, and it's mostly pictures. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I think I don't know why it took me so long. I think I just got lost, but I'm trying to get into graphic novels. That's a fun fact thing. That's a fun fact about me. 
Wow. Got a couple over here if you want to borrow them. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Are we done? Uh, yeah. We are checking out of the check-in. <laughs> Matt, what a lovely yes. podcast this has been. It's over. Bye. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> That'd be weird. Matt, anyways, this podcast is not done. Listeners, I just pulled a, pulled a little jokey joke on you. A prank, which is something I'm opposed to. I just pulled a prank on you. Keep um, listening. The best kind of prank would be one that the anti-prankster pulls, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the only pranks I like are the ones that Winston completes in New Girl. Ugh, that was a deep cut. Ugh. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> That's fine. Anyways, let's talk about your topic. Matt, what is your topic? All right. Well, I am picking a topic that I have a hunch that you know nothing about. But maybe you'll know a slight, some small amount about it, and I'll be surprised. Is this how you felt when I said I was sure you hadn't listened to Folklore yet? <laughs> this is probably like that, but... I'm almost more positive. I, I feel like there's a chance I could have uh, listened to folklore. I feel like there's not a chance that you. I mean, there's maybe a, uh, there's portions of my topic that you might know something about. So okay, I'll, okay. I'll be, I'll be. Um, yes, I'll, I'll say maybe I'll say that might be true. My topic today is the movie directing, creating, producing duo. Uh, the Coen Brothers. I think I've seen a, at least one Coen Brothers film. Is that true? I don't know. We'll go over their discography. Discography? It's, it's called a filmography when it's... Uh, I corrected myself as you were correcting me. Um, All right, tell us about the Coen Brothers. Do you, do you, okay, so they are brothers. And uh, full name Joel and Ethan Coen. They have been making movies together since... The 80s, 1984 was their first movie, and it was called Blood Simple. They, uh, it took them a while um, because there's this weird rule in filmmaking, apparently, or like how the the directors get credited or whatever, where you can't be like a a uh, collaboration in that way, where you're like the Coen brothers until you're like already established. So uh, ever since 2004. They have been they have been co-directing things as the Cohen brothers or Joel and Ethan Cohen or or however they write it. But previous to that, they used to alternate uh, writing or directing and producing credits, even though they would co-direct everything they did. That's <laughs> interesting. They, yes, that's a that's the first fun fact of this. So is uh, the episode. limit at ten years? It sounds like it's ten years. Uh, be twenty years actually. No. Or no, yeah, yeah, twenty years. Eighty four to two thousand four. Oh, I thought you said 1994. No. 84 to 2004. Okay. Um, and maybe it's, well, I don't know if it's a number of films or, or how it works. But they, um, they've always, they've pretty much always been doing movies together. They write their own movies most of the time. Uh, maybe all the time, actually, now that, that I say that. But uh, they make, they are, they are possibly my, well, I'll say they're probably my favorite duo. They're my favorite duo. <laughs> and wow. Um, as a duo are also in my top five for people who make movies. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess there's the Russo brothers. They're also pretty famous directing brothers. They did like a lot of Marvel movies, but, uh, I do like the you Coen's count, more. if it's a top five, do you count them? And I know the answer to this question. 
just answer it. Um, do you count them as separate or do they take up two spots in your top five? I think they should. Uh, they absolutely do not because I, unlike the people who credit movies and whatnot and do that kind of shit, I don't care. <laughs> and I just consider them together. I, I would never, I mean, cause they direct them together. It's not like I'm going to like average out the quality of each person, you know? <laughs> okay. Like I'm um, not going to okay. like, otherwise, otherwise I have to like give them half the credit they deserve. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Anyways, I like my idea of making them separate. It would really fill out my top five. Um, but you got, some, you got duos over there. Uh, the Duplass brothers. Sure. I'm not, I don't think I've actually seen one of their films, but yeah, I've heard of okay. them. It would not be in my top five. No offense to them, but I've got better, um, I've got better people. <laughs> I did you ever watch the league? Uh, yeah, every single episode. Um, so in that, I think it's Mark. Mark Duplass plays Pete, and I have this. It's not. I. It's kind of a joke, but a running joke between me and my friends Katie Abate Lewin and her husband Corey Lewin. Um, that my favorite character on that is Pete. Um, I think he's the most attractive one, and they think I'm crazy. So that's why they're in my top five. <laughs> Anyways, um okay like that show that's all i like that show i like the <laughs> show i just wasn't yeah yeah anyways this is not about the duplass brothers i'm going to tell you what i know about the cohen brothers are you ready for some facts that i am ready the yes. cohen brothers they have a distinct style of film i don't know are that style though can you no they have a distinct okay. style of film okay. i just don't I know that style i want you to tell me about it <laughs> It sounded like you were possibly reading a thing, and then, well, I started asking you, and then I, then you, then you petered out. I thought like maybe you were like reading some Wikipedia thing on it, which I don't no. want you to do. <laughs> In my head, it's like whimsical, but I don't know if that's true. Whimsical. I could be confusing um, them with other people. I I think that they, um, they sort of alternate. There's always a a bit of humor in their movies. Um. But often it's dark humor and not whimsical humor. But other times it is like a little sillier. Dep really depends. Like their style, I would say, is not very dependent on um, ex the exact genre. It's very not. It's not genre dependent. It's 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 a little more all over the place. <laughs> and their styles are also pretty crazy. Do you think you could name a Coen Brothers movie? Okay, I don't know if this is a Coen Brothers movie, but this is the first movie that pops into my head that could be by them. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, no, uh, that, is, that is maybe by uh, a man much more known for his whimsy. Yes, that's uh, why I think, yes. Yeah, that's uh, Wes Anderson. Okay, I, I mix those, I don't know why. It's because I know nothing about movies. Yes, um, which is why I, I was pretty sure you wouldn't know anything about it. Yes, Wes Anderson, who made... Uh, Grand Budapest and uh, Rushmore and also he would probably be in my top five directors but he's he'd only count as one though he's <laughs> a little he's got more of that kind of like look and feel and style of yes people often call him whimsical <laughs> alright uh, what what well what is your favorite Coen Brothers film okay so I'll let you know I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna name you a couple that you may have heard of okay. and maybe and maybe possibly seen uh, they are responsible for The Big Lebowski. Not seen it. Possibly their most famous movie. Is that the bowling uh, one? 
Yeah, that's the bowling one. <laughs> D- does 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 he lose his hand? Uh, you are thinking of Kingpin, which is a different bowling movie by a different uh, pair of directors, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I know the Big Lebowski is about bowling. I don't know anything else about it. Um, they also made uh, also pretty famous, I guess, uh, Fargo, the movie Fargo. I have not seen it, that or the show, but I know that it's set in Minnesota. Yes, sure, sure is. Uh, no oh, country, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> no country for old men. Not seen it. Have you heard of it? <laughs> I have heard of it. I, from what I know about it, I can't imagine a movie that was designed less for me oh it's so good i believe uh, you <laughs> um those are probably the most famous movies um they also did inside lewin davis a good uh vehicle for um the guy's name with who i'm completely blanking on all of a sudden um oscar isaac who's sort of his oh, like okay. it was like i want to say it was it was the first thing i knew him from um was he was inside lewin davis like it was like right before came out right before Star Wars started coming out, I think. I remember people talking about it. I've heard of it. It was really good. Um, but uh, they've made a ton of movies. Um, they started in 1984 with a movie called Blood Simple, which I actually just watched, which is kind of what inspired me to make this my topic. Um, I've seen most of their movies, um, but they've also made movies like Raising Arizona, Barton Fink, uh, Intolerable Cruelty, which is a movie I have not seen by them. <laughs> uh, 2004's movie where they were credited together for the first time is called The Lady Killers, um, which is a pretty so-so movie of theirs, but that's okay. They also made... I read a uh, book. You read the book? Recently called Lady Killers. That mm. I don't think they're related. Is it about? Is it about a heist? No. It was about like individual women serial killers. <laughs> Uh, that is not this one. Um, Burn After Reading. Uh, True Grit. I know th- I know these movies. Well, most of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, their most recent film was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was a uh, Netflix like uh, original or whatever. Like it, it premiered on Netflix. <laughs> I remember people discussing that film. Yeah, it's pretty. It's all like... They really don't make any... They really haven't made any any bad movies. <laughs> uh, as, far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, they're all at least baseline good. Uh, but some of them are great. And I would say their um, most well-known feature is that all their movies are about greed. Mm. Or I would say probably... I don't want to say all of them necessarily, but probably all of them are made of greed. I Are about greed. Uh, I mean, The Big Lebowski is about them getting money and uh basically a big case of mistaken identity where there's like two characters named lebowski but there's a whole bunch of money at stake and <laughs> one of them's a rich guy and it's like uh the the thugs come to the wrong guy's house and i don't know it's a it, it's a very goofy one that's like one of their silliest ones and probably the most well-known and quoted ones um it's also it's very good i wouldn't say it's necessarily my favorite but it's it is a very good movie <laughs> Um, and isn't No Country about for Old Men about oil? Is that true? Uh, you might be thinking of There Will Be Blood. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. See, another I don't know mo- anything. <laughs> another movie that came out around the same time, uh, but not by them. That was a movie by Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Apparently uh, I just keep get, getting the Andersons mixed in with uh, the Coen brothers. 
Yes. Well, it's a good thing that I know all the movies you're talking about. All the movies and all the directors. I get to feel really smart for this episode. Um, listen, guys, I'm smart in other ways. I could tell you all about Taylor Swift's discography. Um, I could tell you. Unfortunately, this is not about any of those things. I've been math in math fact quickness. Um, you know, I just don't. I just don't know movies unless mm-hmm. it's Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Why? I guess my main question is, is, well, we can keep talking about how they're all about greed. So what, how do you think that is shows up in the different films? Like, are they all going after money or is there like other ways that it shows up? Um, there's often just like a scam for money. Um, I guess there are other ways that it does come up, but there's just like, so- so many instances where it's like, we got to get this money <laughs> or uh, we've got this scheme to earn a bunch of money. Um, I'd say, I guess, I guess it, I don't, I don't necessarily have my finger on the pulse of the, the zeitgeist of what people know about the Coen brothers. Uh, but I, I would say, uh, I guess Fargo, I'm trying to think like Fargo is probably their most famous movie. I don't know. It's hard to say. I guess Fargo because of the TV show is like really well known. Um, but that, sh- the movie is all about like this plan and none of, I don't, none of this uh, to me would be a spoiler really, <laughs> but, um, it's all about a plan to, um, commit some crimes to get the, in- get inheritance money or get insurance money rather. Mm-hmm. And it all goes like horribly wrong. And I guess like that tends to be the theme of their movies is like some scheme probably to get money (laughs) and it goes horribly wrong and it's either really violent uh, or really like off the wall. And typically the plans are like really crazy and it's like a lot of people looking foolish too. I guess that's where some of like a lot of the dark humor comes from is it's like watching the plan fail Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just seeing the disastrous results um, as they as they come. <laughs> um, okay, so knowing that they're all kind of about greed and disastrous results and scams, which one is your favorite? <laughs> which one is do you think? Well, which one do you think does it the best? Slash, which one is your favorite? Um. I gotta say, it's it's it was it'd be very hard. I would say Fargo or The Big Lebowski are both maybe my co-favorites. I think those are almost like easy answers. Um, but I also really do love No Country for Old Men, which was nominated for Best Picture that year, maybe one. I don't remember. So that's also quite a, a quite good movie, <laughs> and uh, also very surprising. A very surprising movie. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens in that film. Um, oh, actually, I think actually here's another fun fact. It was like the first ever movie to win Best Picture, uh, filmed and edited all digitally. Oh, that's that is another fun fact. Um, and I found out somewhat recently that they edit their software on the same software that I I edit my sketches on. <laughs> and I was like, hey, it's like I'm a you're basically a Cohen brother. I'm basically a the third brother. <laughs> Which maybe they have a third brother. I don't know. <laughs> I um, hope not, because I would feel sad for him. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the Hemsworth, Hemsworth brothers. 
There's like the it's, ones people know, and then there's the other one. Well, isn't there? There's like a third Manning brother. There's like Peyton, Eli, and like the third guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's um, my football fact for the day. <laughs> I, apparently, I think if there's brothers, they should all have an equal say in the the brother's job. Mm. Well, I have no idea about the Cohen brothers. Um, occasionally, they do team up with a third person or more, but because uh, sometimes they write movies that they don't direct. And sometimes they, they all have a third person at, come in to help them write their things, but uh, not never a third brother. <laughs> um, when they do have someone come in to either write the film and they direct it, can you tell the difference between a written and directed Coen Brothers film or, or just a directed Coen Brothers film? So they, if, they, if they direct it, they write it, but they mm-hmm. will write without directing. Okay. Um, so the only time they'll, they'll have like other people help, they'll have other people help them write, but like just a couple of times they've, or more than a couple of times they've written and had other people direct. I do not really watch those movies, I guess. Um, cause I'm sort of looking at a list of them just for reference. <laughs> and I guess I don't bother with watching those as much cause I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> so um, there's something about their directing style or their. But, yeah. I do like, like I do like their creativity and how they they film things. I kind of watched I've been watching videos about how they do dialogue and how they specifically shoot things. Like they do I'd say they don't really have a style necessarily except they they, they don't have a they don't have a specific style. Like it'd be hard to watch a movie by them and be like, "Oh, this is a them movie." Mm-hmm. Um other than sort of how they write dialogue and how they shoot dialogue which I was just recently watching a, a YouTube explanation about this, about how they get they really get in people's faces and not like zoomed in, but like um, they, you know how like sometimes you'll see like two characters talking and they'll do like the over the shoulder camera angle. Yeah. Um, and you sort of see like the hair and or shoulder of like one yeah. character and then the face of the other. So the, they like don't really do that. They get a little closer so that you feel like you're sort of sitting there in the scene like you're the other person yeah kind of and not like not like point of view but like you're the camera's right where they would be um which there's like a slight distinction between the two of those but like you still feel like you're sitting there and and you're not like far away but uh it's like meant it's meant because they 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 will really like kind of costume people out really well and they build characters Mm mm-hmm um, so like you really know what's going on and like, I guess there's kind of a thing where like there's no costume or makeup or whatever decision that isn't part of the character because mm-hmm. they're trying to build up what you expect from them and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also they often pull the rug out from under you cause they, that's sort of part of their deal is like, um, a uh, slight spoiler for no country for old men. If you want, don't want to hear this, skip forward three, 30 seconds or whatever or 10 seconds but like one of the main characters in that movie dies about two thirds of the way through <laughs> and my guy. Uh, it's uh, Josh Brolin actually who's all, he's a big old act he's a big famous actor <laughs> and uh, that's like an example of them you know doing something really unexpected that you know going to that movie and seeing how it's set up like he's the he, he's basically the hero the protagonist but uh, yeah about two thirds of the way through Say bye bye. <laughs> bye, Josh. Um, but that's what they uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did say that's a wrap. 
<laughs> um, and uh, what was I talking? Style or something? Or what? oh yeah, yeah, how they shoot dialogue. So I did. I did in this video. I saw it was sort of like how they kind of how they pace their dialogue to each one another. And it, they showed a clip from a movie they didn't direct and it looked like super awkward, <laughs> but it's like, cause they know how to pace it out in the actual editing and shooting and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's sort of their style of writing is hard for, and, I, and obviously not impossible, but like they've sort of set it up so that they're the guys who are best set to direct their own stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's, uh, some of their better movies also, like, it can depend on the cast, like, and I don't want to put dispersions on certain people, but, like, some of their weaker movies, it's like, I don't know, would it have worked better if they had better people in the roles? Um, and that's, like, no offense to anyone in particular, it's just sometimes, you know, you make a whole movie with the wrong person there, you know? Um, I was going to ask you a question. Oh, God, what was it? It was such a good question. Um, oh, I remember. So you said that, like, a lot of times that they, like, people can't really replicate the way they write and direct the dialogue combo. Yes. Do they have, which other directors slash writers do you think they've influenced? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I have no idea. (laughs) Who have they influenced? That's, um, I I would have to... uh, I'd have to I'd have to look that up because I I feel like I like I'm a good I'm good at like I'm not really good at knowing new like I'm not on I don't have my finger on the pulse which is the second time I've used that analogy today but uh, like as far as knowing up and coming directors like I don't know it takes me a little while for me to realize like oh this person's pretty good like I mean I guess like unless they have two movies in a row that are just amazing. I'm not mm-hmm. really going to know about them. I'd say, like, people probably... Oh, I do have... A, actually, well, I can get into something in a second. But I I guess, like, I feel like most people who make movies would try not replicating them. They would try making their own flavor. And if they did try replicating them, I would think of them as a bit of a knockoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, if you'll allow me to segue into my, another topic, another... Yes. Se- uh, portion of my topic. Listeners, I just segued Matt into it with my fingers. <laughs> made I, the wheels motions. Thank you. Thank you for the wheels. So not only did I recently watch uh, both... Uh, actually, I've, I've recently watched a few um, Coen Brothers movies because uh, they're on HBO Max. <laughs> so I watched uh, The Lady Killers, which I'd never seen before, and I watched um, Blood Simple, which I'd never seen before, which actually leaves me with just a couple of movies of theirs I haven't seen out of like 20 or so um and uh yeah anyway so I had seen some of their movies recently but I also recently saw the movie Uncut Gems the mm. Adam Sandler uh drama movie I literally and, right before this read a tweet about someone watching Uncut Gems yeah it's on Netflix so people are people are getting it in there so I watched it and I liked it but I didn't love it and people were all over it. They were just talking about it like crazy. And I, I, I went for a run today. I go for my run, and I'm thinking, for some reason, I just start thinking of Uncut Gems. Like, I'm just thinking of the movie, thinking about how I watched it, thinking what I thought about it. And I realize 
it's kind of like a it's 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 about greed it's about a little bit of a heist it's got some shocking moments it's got some weird characters um there's everyone's after money and gems and whatnot or specifically one uncut gem <laughs> and i realized it like reminded me uh, like so much of like say like maybe the big lebowski more uh to, to put it on a specific one because in the movie um without spoiling uncut gems i don't want to spoil that for anyone it's it's new enough where i don't feel like spoiling it but um there's a part where he's like wants the gem back like he doesn't have the gem and he wants it back which by the way i did not know there was going to be a gem in this movie that they're really that after but there is <laughs> is it really uncut it is it is uncut. wow wow um who needs spoilers when all, all the information is in the title yeah so there's an uncut gem in the movie <laughs> And um, and they want to get it back. And it reminds me in The Big Lebowski about how his whole thing is that he wants his rug back. <laughs> There's this whole thing in that movie where, like, uh, one of the thugs that comes to the the dude's house, who's the main character in The Big Lebowski, uh, played by Jeff Bridges, somebody, uh, one of the thugs comes to his house and just, like, pees on his rug, <laughs> which is kind of a... A taste of the what the hell's going on momentum of of the Coen Brothers movies like they'll just throw that in there, and the whole motivation of the movie is basically that the dude wants a new rug. <laughs> and is it a nice I, rug? Is it like a tapestry rug? Well, it pulls the whole room together, um, which is the line, which is what they say in the movie. <laughs> uh, you can go to Wayfair.com and buy buy yourself a new rug, Mister yeah. the Dude. It came out in 1998. I don't know if there was he could have gone there. to Wayfair.com. And bought himself a new rug. The dude. <laughs> um, it's a great movie. Anyways, uh, and like the the search for the uncut gem in the movie is like, I was like, oh, it's like the rug. And so much of it is about greed. And there's a bunch of violence in the movie. You, you, I, it's, yeah, I don't know. And it, I kept thinking about the movie and I was like, oh, I get it. I would have loved this movie if the Coen brothers did it. <laughs> and I think because I like the Coen brothers so much and I've seen so many of their movies that that actually like, made me not like Uncut Gems as much. And I should say, I did like Uncut Gems. I didn't dislike it. But was it was it? like, it, it was just, to me, was a poor man's Coen Brothers movie, which is actually still a good movie. <laughs> Wasn't Uncut Gems also written or directed by a group of brothers? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was Sadie, wow. Sadie Brothers or something. Yes, yes. Um, uh, one, where are the sisters in film, you know? Well, there's the Wachowskis. I'm just saying. There should be more sisters. Two. Did you like that I knew that Uncut Gems was by a set of brothers? That was was quite something. Um, Thank you. It's a basketball movie. It was on a basketball thing I listened to. uh, Well, the Wachowskis, which are both trans women, are the people who did the uh, Matrix movies. Um, And... Some other stuff that I haven't seen, like Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I've and seen movies. I've so there's your there's your sisters. <laughs> oh, honestly, thank God for them. And two, I think I've seen The Matrix. Maybe not the second one. Definitely the first one. The first one's really where the money's at. That's the good one. <laughs> I own the first one on a DVD, actually. I do not own the second two. Um, and I don't know. They weren't great, but they weren't the worst. I don't know. They're making a fourth one, I think. <laughs> is Keanu Reeves going to be in it? 
I believe so, yes. And I okay, believe, then there's... Uh, that other woman, whose name I'm forgetting. She plays Charity was... in it. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't know her name. Um, there's no point in making them if, without Keanu Reeves, so I'm glad he's going to be in it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so I also love... Um, I love the movie Burn After Reading, which people didn't really take to that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have some movies that are like so weird that they don't take to them. But um, uh, that one has Brad Pitt in it. <laughs> I was going to say, can I interrupt and say what I know about this film? Yes. It has Brad Pitt in it, and I knew that before you said it. I knew it before you said it. Um, does it have George Clooney in it, too? Yeah. No. Yes. And yeah. from the trailers that I've seen of it, it, it feels odd. Like, I've always thought it was odd. Brad Pitt is in a running suit at one point. Yeah. That's what I know. Go. <laughs> so uh yeah it's another movie about it's like another sort of uh it's a comedy it's a black comedy it's another like greed movie where they're all about money and uh basically it's a bunch of idiot people who run a gym and they have all these scam they have this scam for money uh george clooney francis francis mcdormand who she is in many of their movies uh, because she is married to well, not because, but she is married to one of the Coens. <laughs> um, um, she's also just very good. I, yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> I she probably really likes these roles because they're interesting roles, and she probably also maybe reads them earlier than everyone else because she's married to yeah. one of the Coens, and she's great. <laughs> and she's great. So if you can use her, use her. I mean, she's also the lead in um, Fargo, and she's also in Blood Simple. She's been in a bunch of their movies, and um, um, she's like, were, you know, the best part of Fargo. <laughs> were they married at the time of Blood Simple, which is one of their first movies, or is that how they met? Ugh, I have so many questions. I haven't, <laughs> I'm not into the gossip aspect of things, but that was <laughs> uh, their first collabo. And I mean, it's their first movie. And I, so therefore their first collaboration, I'm assuming they maybe met there and then um, got married from that. But I, I don't really know that one. I can't wait to look this up afterwards. Um, Brad Pitt does play this total goofball. Uh, there's a really great scene in this movie with him in it. But um, if you don't want this spoiled, skip ahead 30 more seconds. Here it comes. He you get to you see him get shot in the face. And it's like, <laughs> It's a really satisfying thing because he he plays such a like a goofball in it that you're like you're kind of like when he gets it's like super surprising, but uh, it's also crazy. And he also he doesn't play he's sort of it's he's playing kind of a cameo role. He's in a lot of the movie, but he's not the lead. Um, and um, spoiler, <laughs> I um I recently heard someone describe Brad Pitt um as a character actor stuck in a, a leading man's body because he's so attractive and Brad Pitt um, and that he shines in like weird, odd, small roles. He, he, he yeah. yeah. Um, he does, but also he's got like pretty good range of like the kinds of things he can do. I don't know. I think, I think he used to be like all about the looks, but I think he's, I think he's proven himself as like a good solid actor, especially recently. Um, basically oh, yeah, since Inglorious Bastards came out. <laughs> I'm not here to judge anything about his acting. I think he's great. Yeah. Also, I think Ocean's 11 and 12 came out 
before in Glorious Bastards, and he's a gem in that film. So not an uncut he's gem, good. though. Just a regular gem. <laughs> he is good in that, too. Um, and I, I guess, like, it's funny. I, I do want to, like, even though Burn After Reading isn't my favorite, nor very many people's favorites movie, favorite movies by them, but it sort of helps illustrate um, another point that I love, that, like, they just... They're kind of, they're, it's like, it's like a mix of reality, exaggeration in like such a specific way. Like the movie also ends, again, skip forward 30 seconds if you want to spoil it. But it's J.K. Simmons at the end goes like, what a fucking disaster. And they basically just call it all a huge mess and end the movie that way. They're like, and because everyone's basically dead and he's like, well, that, that just solved its own problem. <laughs> and it's like a really weird thing. Like there's no real resolution to it. Just like everyone is a failure in that movie. <laughs> and it's just like kind of the way they will will do stuff in these. I don't know. 25, 26, 27, 8, 29, 30. Right, you're, you're back, alert. listeners. <laughs> I was waiting to do that the whole time. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone left. Emily was not listening to me. She was counting in her head. <laughs> no, I was listening to you. It's the resolution is that they just kind of were like, well. No, but the spoiler's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, right. I was listening and I proved it. All right. Um, so, anyways, um, I don't know if, I don't know how well I sold them or how well I talked about the Coen brothers, but I well, like their movies. What do you have to say? Are you ready for my question? Sure. Me, Emily Riggins. Emily Claire Riggins, a movie novice, doesn't particularly enjoy the experience. Watching a movie is fine. I just, there's other things I'd rather be doing. Which one should I watch first? Okay, do you want, do you want a funny one? Do you want, so like I said, they're all a mix of things. Would you prefer it to be more funny or more serious? Funny. Then I'm going to say The Big Lebowski. Okay. Um, I'm going to scroll quickly through this again to make sure I mean that, but... Big Lebowski is hilarious. I mean, it's like, I almost feel like it's like the the bro answer because it ended up being like a very quoted movie in that way, like almost to Napoleon Dynamite or other movies like Anchorman. Your mom went like, to college. Like, <laughs> I feel like all all three of those plus some more movies are like the most quoted. Those are three of the most quoted movies of all time or like the last uh, 20 years or whatever. Although technically Big Lebowski came out 22 years ago, but I feel like Big Lebowski is a big like college movie. Yes, that's it. Like people, it's not, <laughs> it's nothing to do with college, nor is it based in college. But I feel like it's a movie lots of people see in college. Okay. Um, because it, I definitely saw it in college, and I was in college uh, <clears throat> five to ten years after Big Lebowski came out. So. So glad I missed that time. I didn't watch it in college. I'll um, watch it. It's great. It's, I mean, it's, it's like super funny. It's like really silly. I don't know. It's great. It's got John Goodman in it. Uh, Steve Buscemi. It's like, like got a real good cast of uh, actors and then, and then um, they made it. <laughs> um, I, um, I'll put it on my list after Average of the Last Airbender. Um, and, uh, I'll report back. All right. Um, and I don't know, they might have some movies on some things. I know they have a few movies on like, uh. HBO Max right now, so those might be worth checking out if you get a minute. Although some of them are, some of them I like less than others, but whatever. And then the, the ballad, 
They have a lot of Western movies, which I, I don't know why they made so many of them, but those are also pretty good. No Country for Old Men would be like the serious one. That's the one where like uh, there's the... Um, oh, I'm going to look it up because that one guy, I feel like he's famous because of this movie. Uh, Javier Bardem. Hmm. I feel like, I I feel like it's the first time I knew about him, but he that's the one where he has like the hair cut that's like really long, kind of like bowl cutty looking thing. Um, anyways, uh, that's it for my topic, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I have any other questions for you. Um, one, I definitely don't know Javier Bardem's bowl cut. Um, <laughs> but I, I support him whenever choices he wants to make and whatever choices the Coen brothers want to make for their characters. Um, okay, last question. Who is their best character they have ever written and directed? Best character? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like it's uh, maybe... It could be a cheat for me to say the dude in The Big Lebowski. <laughs> um, if that's the answer, it can be the answer. That, that might be the answer. Um, I mean, all, everyone, like Javier Bardem and Tommy Lee Jones in, in No Country for Old Men are great. Um, and then... Also, um, Francis McDormand in Fargo. I mean, these are all great choices. Um, I mean, they also pulled a really good performance out of um, out of uh, Nick Cage, who is in uh, a movie called uh, Raising Arizona by them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would exactly describe the uh, <laughs> the character if you'd describe it as good. But like, I know Nicolas Cage is somebody who people don't always think of as the best actor, and he. <laughs> Uh, makes a really great movie in Raising Arizona. Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they pull... I mean, I don't know. Like, just the way they direct, I mean, they're probably going to pull some of the best performances out of people anyways. Just, like, the, their their words coming out of people's mouths is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like True Grit, which I didn't really talk about at all, but, like, there's a little... There's a young girl in that movie, and uh, she, like... I want to say, yeah, she was, uh, her breakthrough role was uh, in True Grit, and where she was nominated as Best Supporting Actress. She was like 16 or something. What's her like name? That, that can move me up. Haley Steinfeld. Oh, I know her. Yeah. Well, she, the reason, she, She's the reason you know who she is, uh, I want to say the reason you know who she is is because of True Grit. Yes, she was in True Grit before any of that. I'm now looking at her. I know I don't like to look up things, but I am looking them up now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she's in, she's a little girl in True Grit, and that was like, yeah, it was like people were like, "Wow, what a performance!" And it's like, yes, she is great. I don't want to take anything away from her, but obviously, her being in a Coen Brothers movie helps a lot because the Coens are great, and also acting across from Jeff Bridges and I think am I am I getting my thing? Uh, yeah, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, Jeff Bridges, uh, and her. <laughs> And uh, like there's another amazing cast, right? And I don't know. I feel like actors love working with them, which is why they get such good people in their movies. I mean, they, and they've worked with so many people. Yeah. Tilda Swinton, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lots of people. <laughs> well, Big Lebowski's on my list. There we go. After Avatar The Last Airbender. A movie that I've heard is not good. <laughs> oh, it's not the movie. That's a, the whole TV show. I'm oh, not okay. watching the movie ever again. The movie was... So bad. And I have seen it. It was so bad. Um, Okay. Now I'm done. (laughs) Okay. Um, Uh, Matt, thank you for that super fun topic. 
Um, and now I have a to-do list. Um, don't check in with me about it next week. Give me two weeks. Um, and do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. You can check out my latest sketch, which is on my YouTube channel. It's called Ballot of the Bands, uh, like a voting ballot. And um, yeah, I, I plugged it last week, but uh, here it is again. It's it's live and it's on my YouTube page. Just search for my name <laughs> or Ballad of the Bands, I assume. I assume it'll come up. <laughs> um, I have something I want to plug. Um, at 7.30 tonight, which so really not everyone will be able to, uh, you know, catch at the right time. But uh, my this improv team I've been practicing with has an improv show on the NYC Improv Twitch stream. Um, our team name is Charlie's Zoom Angels. Um, and yeah, listen, it's, we're fun. Not listen, watch, watch listen, and listen. listen. and watch, do both. Yeah. Um, um, they're all be Zooming from their home, so you could just probably just listen. <laughs> oh, it's not as funny. Um, all right. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll be there. So you'll see Matt's name in the comments. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's in that. It's a Twitch channel too. I have a Twitch. I could really be commenting on it. <laughs> wow, well, uh, you best be. That's all I have to say. Well, I'm I won't be do... watching it on Twitch, so I actually have no. I'll have no idea. I'll be doing LOLs and stuff in there. <laughs> Just like that. It's gonna be Matt in the chat. All right. So, um, you have been listening to TBD. If you're not already subscribed, nope, that's not what I was doing. (laughs) If you have not already subscribed, please make sure to subscribe on whatever app you use for listening to podcasts, whether it be Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or something else. Um, And please check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the username TBD Podcast, all spelled out. Um, Or you can also email us, tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Did I cover everything? I think so. I heard everything. Great. Uh, Well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily.